This episode of the Driving Well Awesome Podcast is brought to you by Heel and Toe Apparel. Go to heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA to get 25% everything in their store, all their wares and stickers. Uh, and check out the new sweatshirts. They have really cool zip up hoodies and you can get them now just in time for winter. Get them as gifts for Christmas or whatever, but they're guaranteed to be the most, the coziest, um, sweatshirt in your collection and they're super dope looking with a manual shift gate on the front and everything so um get them now and get 25 percent off so huge savings right now using the promo code dwa25 all right guys thanks it's a driving while awesome podcast radio hour <laughs> oh god yo do you guys know what a fluffer is gto mellow grinds Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. If you have coilovers, no. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good thought, guys, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. <laughs> he was boasting about building a table or something, uh, some sort of piece of furniture from, like, uh, railroad ties from Africa. And I'm like, that is nasty. Dude. You know, like, do you know but what's it's on probably the- killer wood? <laughs> By the way, this is kind of radwood. Oh, oh. oh. Sorry. Segways. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jason's puking. I know. That was pretty gross. So sorry. <laughs> I apologize. So, um, are we Lane? starting this podcast? We're, we're actually, we're totally good. Are we live and direct? We are live and direct. Let's do it. Straight <laughs> from Arts Mansion. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. I'm Art. And I think I'm Jason. You think you're Jason. Jason. We know. I'm the paid we actor. Mm-hmm. Paid I've been told to say my name is Jason. <laughs> Jason Camisa, how are you? I'm great. Good. How are you doing? Good. You uh, ready to answer some questions? No. I think we should just go right into it because no. we have a ton. And I'm oh, yeah. for you. So I'm done with that. All right. It's a lightning round. Okay. <laughs> um, is, that, then, is there a pass? Like, can I say no? Absolutely. Pass? Okay. You can definitely pass. And uh, on the Sunday edition, we'll get into more of your car history and, uh, you know, other various topics. But People you hate in the industry, stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I brought a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. That's um, like your uh, Oscar speech. It's just like yeah, the exactly. list you bring in. <laughs> no, except it's one of those oldie, oldie time like, scrolls. Like, oh, damn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's that long. Kidding. Or it's a, a rally scroll, you know, keep twisting and twisting. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. People, you're just in a rally car. People I hate. Yeah, just exactly. keep turning. These directions are horrible. It's really easy, guys. People I hate. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm like tripping on this. For some reason, I keep picturing like the little, like the little ballerina that has the scroll with the little dots. Here. Ding, ding, ding. You know, like that's, the just, that's just weird. Music box. Yeah, yeah, music yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No. that's not that's cool, right along. But- I'm totally with Warren you. Warren wanted to jump right into it, Art. Mm. Talking about ballerinas. That's the way it goes. Exactly. I have to use a C word on you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Wise asks, and this is for Jason. <laughs> does Jason get tired of people asking him to come back to Motor Trend? Of course I do. No, <laughs> I don't, actually. And here's why. They could be saying, thank God that... Uh, uh, what course- Am I allowed to say the MFCP, RSTLE word? You can word? say whatever okay. you want. It's I I rather them ask for me back than say it's a good thing that motherfucker you know of course yes. we hated him mm. so yeah I will deal with the Adam Sandler comments I will deal with the <laughs> where did you leave I will deal with all of that as long as they're not saying it's a good thing you left yeah yeah it's a weird that's way of saying we it. love you basically right. yeah yeah that's good. discount really Adam good. Sandler um, are you getting <laughs> yeah. are, are you getting people asked love Adam Sandler. I mean is this like a constant Whoa. thing for you are you getting stopped in the street or yeah. people. 
Yeah, and honestly, I am. And it's, yeah. it's, it is the biggest compliment you could ever get, that people actually care what you do. Right. right? Obviously... Yeah. People liked the show that we we, we put out, and yeah. um, I, I I love that. Was, I honestly wanted to make a show that I wanted to watch, and clearly it worked because people who are as weird as I am are <laughs> yeah. walking up to me on the street going, oh, you left. It's <laughs> my God, perfect demo. I know, right? <laughs> <Show. Yeah. laughs> You're going for the weirdo demographic. Yeah. Um, and do you... Uh, were you really active in like fan response, people emailing you, that kind of stuff? Was that a thing? It was, it was kind of a thing. I, I try to just kind of be me and I never really set aside time to do stuff. But what I, what I found, what happened was the show would go live and I would, I'd watch the episode on YouTube to make sure there were like no encoding errors or something. And I'd look down at the first couple comments just to see what people thought. And it always cracked me up because people would catch us on like every time we screwed something up. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Oh, they're brutal. They're so good. Um, and you know, there'd be, we'd have bets internally like, oh, Who's, how long is it going to take for someone to notice this screw up? Yeah. Um, but invariably, I'd start reading the comments, and someone would say something horrible. And then my deal was, well, if I'm going to say horrible stuff to me, I'm going to say horribler stuff back. <laughs> oh, and, nice. Oh, yeah. So I would invariably, every, every Wednesday when an ignition went live, I would spend... Well, a whole day. I mean, I, I typically would go through the first thousand comments. And if someone asked a question, oh but, it, but if someone asked a question, I'd answer back. You know, if somebody told me that they hated my guts, I'd say not as much as I hate yours. And like, I would just kind of play with it. And what people realized was that I was there and I was watching. So if they said something horrible, mm. I, I was going to see it and most likely say something even more horrible. That was until I got in trouble for saying all the horrible things and I was asked uh, not to anymore. Uh, but I could still say horrible things, just not use words like fuck in there. Yeah, so yeah. as long as I didn't You're call like them the Donald Trump of car videos, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was trolling my trolls. Um, but yeah, no, I tried to try to respond to, to people, but not when they're like, you know, hey, why are you such an asshole? Yeah. Well. It's genetic. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> uh, Stephen Powling asks, uh, given the years of driving experience you all now have, what one piece of advice would you go back and give yourself on the day you you passed your test 14 and a half miles an hour over the speed limit don't go faster than that because you're not going to get a ticket interest for 80 for you know for 79 and a half and a 65 really i, I always thought it was nine and a half we're like a, mm -hmm. i think i'm like a seven i'm a seven ish guy <laughs> seven really yeah yeah but you have more experience i think well, I have more tickets probably too. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say you don't get like two points on your license at 14. Don't, you don't really, I, I mean, really, I, I don't, I just blow by cops at 69 and 55. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> if I were to ever speed, yes. I would speed. <laughs> the first time I speed, it's going to be cool. 79 and yeah. a half and a 55. Okay. Or, and a 65. All right. And a 65. So yeah. you have gotten a lot of tickets then? I wouldn't say a lot. Okay. So, so given the, I mean, this is my, one piece of advice for your 14 or 15 year old self. Well, my first ticket was 110 and a 55. And that's why. And it, <laughs> oh shit. That's like impound. After. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. That was gun to the head. Oh, Genuine, actual gun to like the head. put you on the ground and like bump your teeth. No, on the cement. I rolled the window down a little bit and he just went right up to Holy my God. temple. Where was this? Where, Dude, what that's county? not right. Florida. Is that like Mexico? Oh, no, that makes sense. What he, car? Uh, oh God, 93, 93 Toyota Camry. What? what? It can go okay. that fast? Yeah. yeah. How did it go that fast? Downhill with a tailwind. How old were you? Florida. There's no downhill. You're night. Of course, 18, you're exploring. You're a kid. No, I just yeah. moved back from Germany. My mom moved to Florida in the meantime, and she bought this Camry thing, which you know was slow. And it was three o'clock in the morning. One of my friends forgot their keys at their our other friend's house, and I had to drive them forty minutes back. To Big like rush. Beach. Big rush. And he fell asleep in the car, and I was bored, and I'm like, I'm gonna fall asleep, so I'm just 
I, you know, again, Germany. I just was used to that. Oh, so I had yeah. my foot on the floor for like Flat 30 out. miles. Yeah. And it would do like 109 <laughs> in, <laughs> unless you locked it in third. And then it would go right up against the limiter in, at, at like 112. And I just kept my foot on the floor at like 6,000 RPM the whole way from West Palm Beach to Boca Raton. And there was a, a Mustang merging onto the highway right as I was passing a truck. So I slowed down a little bit, you know, out of common courtesy. Slowed <laughs> down. I was, of course, in the right lane because that's where you drive everything else is a passing lane pulled over to the left completed my pass pulled over back over and squeezed back on the throttle well the mustang caught up to me and was right on my bumper for seven miles i found out afterwards that chp had a couple mustangs oh Uh, yeah and so when the lights went on i was like oh no so he had me on video for seven miles at 110 verified so the most important thing is the camry speedometer only read two miles an hour fast um so it didn't do 112 it did 110 and uh very important he thought because i had slowed down when i was pat when he was merging on and when i was passing the truck he thought i saw him and then floored it to oh uh, you were meanwhile i was just like oh yeah yeah. whatever yeah yeah that was not good that was not good Dude, the cop is just like this guy. He was cop right behind him, and he's not slowing. He's still well, it was doing an undercover Mustang, at least. I mean, it was like I didn't. Oh, uh, unmarked, unmarked, okay. totally unmarked. I wow. have no idea. Five zero. Five zero. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, that's kind of cool. We got. Yeah, I wish I would have the video. And yeah, he actually, in his defense, video. nicest guy in the world. I did put a gun to my head. And, <laughs> I mean, I really almost, very nicely. People do say like, oh, well, you know, you're gonna piss yourself. I, I actually almost did. Like there was a moment where I'm like, oh, oh, like. <laughs> I, I lost the drop there. And, um, and afterwards he pulled me out of the car and he was like, look, I would have much rather given a ticket to some, you know, some asshole weaving at like 75. What makes you think you can drive this fast? And I'm like, I, I just moved back from Germany like this. I'm sorry, but this, I know this sounds like such an asshole thing to say, but it's not that fast. And he was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, ah. he'd never he heard was, the Audubon excuse before. Right. He had never, but yeah. he did write me up with a bunch of mistakes on the ticket to get me out of it. Oh, um, so the whole thing was dropped. That's oh, pretty solid. He was yeah. awesome. He was, and he said, "You were in the right lane. You signaled to go left. You signaled to go back over. You were completely courteous. Like you know, these other people are nuts. Clearly, you can handle this." I'm yeah. like, "Ah, trained. Like it's fine. 110 is not fast." And we've all been to Florida. I mean, those roads are just I 95 five yeah. lanes straight mm-hmm. away. So yeah. So, but my advice would be 14 and 14 a half. half. It would have been a very different experience. And you can, but that. That Camry was like coming back into the atmosphere at 112 or whatever. You were probably rattling solid. it apart. <laughs> yeah, it was rock solid. Those things are great. They were mini Lexuses. Um, you guys have anything? Yeah, well, I don't know. What do you guys? I mean, for me, it's like I don't know. Buy all these two thousand dollar cars back then. Like buy it and keep it. Oh, your warehouse you had at sixteen. <laughs> I had the forest. I think it's driving specific, isn't <laughs> That's it? True, it is driving specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned this one before. Um, is when you pull up to a car at a, whether a stop sign or stop light, uh, is make sure that you stop and you can still see the bottom of the rear tires because if they break down or whatever the fuck happens, you can still get around them. In the city with traffic and shit, it's super helpful. People like Uber drivers just throw all, randomly throw on their hazards. Super helpful. Oh, okay. Very good thing. Big also, if they pull out a gun because you've just been road raging against them, oh, cool. um, <laughs> it's helpful because then you can escape. You can escape. Uh, all right. There you go. See, that's what they teach in New York because everyone <laughs> drives like a maniac and we're all homicidal nut jobs. Mm. Um, in the driver's manual, it says if you if you can see the bottom of the tires, the rear tires of the car in front of you, you can escape in an emergency like mafia type situation. Mafia type situation. I don't think he uses those exact <laughs> words. <laughs> <but> <laughs> we all know that's exactly yeah. what Ma- they meant. Well, okay? Everybody says mafia-like. 
I mean, yeah, I tell the car that they drew in the little picture was like <laughs> you a got a, yeah, it's got like, a little bit of a fucking mafia. You <laughs> need to get out of there. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Mafia or similar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got in a mafia situation. I don't know. Mafia type experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a Cadillac that's all low in the rear suspension. <laughs> exactly. Something in the trunk. Uh, no, the good ones, the smart ones, have self level. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, three hookers in the back and you know, no, good. no totally flat accents coming out. You got anything, Lane? Or are you looking at me like no? I'm okay. Rothen Paul says, uh, "What's the question you're most sick of hearing?" From the average car person. That's for Jason. Yeah. What's your favorite car in the world? That's what I was gonna say. Like, what's what your you, favorite what do you car? Care what my favorite car is. Like, you but should also, be making your own decision. Like, how much time do you have? Like, right. let's sit down and talk about it. You, let's come on, please. Yeah. I have uh, like a hundred m- million cars of my own. If I could actually pick one, I wouldn't have all of those cars. Right. So yeah, no, there is no such thing. Yeah, what about exactly. th- this one's really common too? What's the fastest you've ever gone? Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. Like. I think 715, it was in a 747 over the Atlantic somewhere. Like, really? How is that relevant? Nice. Yeah, exactly. A 112 in a Camry probably felt like that. <laughs> uh, T-Sys 350, choose only one 16-valve. Do you keep the Scirocco or the Benz? Scirocco. Mm. Uh, he says I, he's a huge fan of both cars. I, me too. Wow, that I, quickly. Just yeah, say Scirocco. No, or, I did it. And when I moved from Michigan, when I was at Automobile, out to California, I went from a five-car garage to a one-car garage and had to sell everything but one car. And my 2.316 went. My E30 wagon went to a friend so I could buy it back. Um, my 911 went. Everything went. And I brought the Scirocco out by itself. It's my favorite. That's pretty crazy to me. But I like it. Committed. Yeah. Hey, you know. My longest relationship. Um, Derek Yarborough 857 asks, are all Mercedes R129s, so that's SL Mercedes, Radwood approved? Uh, oh, they, they, they went over to like 2001, right? Last yeah, year? Yeah. And that was a silver arrow with the more the panda swoopy body style. Yeah, and you get two tone seats. Yeah. You know? Yes. It was the last card, well, the last truly beautiful card done by Bruno Sacco. It was yeah. technically supposed to go into production in 1984 or 82. 82. God, can you imagine? Holy um, but crap. they delayed it and delayed it and delayed it because of the 201, the 190E. Um, so technically that is a, a, a baby of the 80s. Yeah. I mean, I think the short answer is yes. We're uh, letting Matt Farah bring his. Yeah. And it's like a 2000, I think. Or, right. He, right. He was, sh- he should have bought my stick shift one. I had a 300 SL. Yeah. Oh, Tom yeah. Bag, and he screwed up and bought some boring old V8 for like old fat. Wait, when so did you have that? You had a, you had a six cylinder car? Yeah. When nice. did you have that? Just recently? It yeah, was I sold it on Bring Trailer last year. Yeah. Warren's been looking yeah. at those for well, so long. They're, yeah. they're so tough. To, I looked for I 10 years for that car. I have, and, uh, yeah. There's one in fucking Eugene, Oregon for five years now. This guy's been trying to sell his black. It's just weird how people do that. Like keep but renewing yeah, that. Stick, right? yeah. yeah. Remember there was that one in Arizona, was it? Yeah. A really. I mean, it was a dark blue seemingly one. nice. I know. And yeah. that, there was that white one with the two tone, white with the bo- gray bottom. Yeah. In LA or something so like ten grand or something. Tattered. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so I think short answer is yes. Yeah, they're very radwood. And then yeah. period mods, and, and that's the end of like the you know the doors clunking and just the solid yeah. vault. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Racing Ali uh, says, Jason, uh, what car are you bringing to Radwood, and what car do you wish you could bring? I'm bringing my E30, my 325i Touring, mm-hmm. um, and that's 
act the car that I wish I could bring is all of them. I actually, mm. for a brief while there, considered bringing all of my eighties cars. Do it. I'd be pretty rad. Well, the, we could have like gas, its own section. The gas alone. I mean, five cars times you need to, miles you each need way. To no, down. You got to truck it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's the carrier. other thing is I'm not letting anyone touch my cars. Mm. So like, it, it would take me a week to get them there and back. And then I found <laughs> yeah. out, aren't you guys you doing drive. another one in in March? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's twenty minutes from my house. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'll be miles. easy. Yeah. I'll bring them all to that. Cool. One. That sounds good. That'd be great. Um, Joe Tarrant asks, uh, I think this is for Jason, what started your love for the Volkswagen brand? And does that carry over to other brands under their umbrella, like Audi and Porsche? Also, what's your guys' opinions on the whole LCD instrument cluster trend? Seems like a bad thing to potentially break one day. I kind of disagree. I think it's just one module you just replace like a TV. It'll be cheap. It'll yeah, be cheap cheaper replace. than having I mean, your yeah, gears like rebuilt it. by a Seattle speedometer, right? That's right, our homies. Um, the one thing about this is that, you know, you look back, like it, right now it's like, yeah, it's state of the art and everything, but I also love like the old school LCD tech. Like I love 80s yeah. LCD or, oh, I mean, LED, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah you're going to be able to change all this. Like the, the, 80s, the Audi, the yeah, Audi like, 4000. I just or, love the like yeah. nostalgic element. Like, Dude, yeah. Corvette C4, bro. Corvette C4, exactly. But like, it just, took like, 35 years for this to be cool again. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I have a, yeah, so yeah, they're state of the art downhill. now and they're going to go to shit because the resolution's going to be poor and all that stuff and it'll come back again. So, I don't know. I'm you know it never goes to shit? Like 50s and 60s BMW gauges that were just gorgeous, or yeah. 70s and 80s Mercedes just gauges, analog, yeah. analog gauges. Yeah. Yeah. works of art and jewel like, yeah. yeah. and they look like a good watch. And yeah, the yeah. problem is with these screens, you're just gonna be able to update the hell out of them, no matter what, whenever. And they're never gonna be. There's gonna be no. There's nothing kinda, to latch they onto. They look cheap. So I got in our friend Ali's racing Ali's. He bought a new S class, and I got in that the other day. And the gauges are so cheesy. Like, it has a fake bezel. Mm -hmm. It's basically, like, something I would put together in Photoshop in, like, an hour. And it has, like, fake highlights on the little chrome bezel, which isn't really chrome. It's just a silver drawing. Mm -hmm. It, it, it. I don't That's know. one yeah. of the good ones too. Go yeah. like go look at some of the Jaguar Land Rover, the JLR oh, ones. Oh yeah, are so bad, wretched, and they they refresh rate of like one hertz. <laughs> oh god, so it's like yeah. one frame a second. Uh, boom, boom, the gauge yeah. just pops. I remember thinking place. the Aventador was decent. It's back decent when it, when it came out, and I remember driving one around and it was seemed you know they're the gonna age. The LC five hundred one's really nice. We were just checking it out the other day. I don't know if you've seen that one yeah. yet, but I, I really how about like the that. Uh, the graphics that when you start the car? Like I drove an SVT Raptor a couple weeks ago, and it has like a little animation to start with, like the SVT logo crashes through oh, like a brick man. wall and you know <laughs> like there's a flame or... see that type of stuff like what if we back in the well, 80s about to say it's awesome nintendo versions of that like how rad would oh, that be yeah, to have yeah, now like 8 bit yeah Dude, like little super that's mario bust that's through your little that's italian a, car i like it it's going to look real bad yeah <laughs> real, it's bad. real bad it already in does yeah um so i guess the the first question so you you love volkswagen yeah. this is documented yeah what do you think about the whole vag um <laughs> Good question. Uh, didn't I say I could use a path? A path. <laughs> right, I'm going to talk about the Volkswagen, the Volkswagen Gruppe, the, yeah. the VAG. You know the um, thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I bought a Beetle when I was 14, and I, I sort of fell in love with Beetles. And Wait, what year are you talking about? 72 Super Beetle. Okay, and then I had a 73 1200. And then both before I had a driver's license, so I never actually drove them. Nice. I broke them both. I mean, by that, I tried to work on them and <laughs> you know, didn't end well. But uh, I sort of walked away from Volkswagen for a long time, and then I bought my Scirocco. Um, and that just made me fall in love with the Mark One. I. I mean, it, that that is Scirocco, Cabriolet, Golf, you know, Jetta, pickup. But that car is just kind of my 
it just fits me. It's the best like combination of raucous engine, you know, from like seventies, eighties where the engine dominates the entire experience, yeah. but handling that just shames everything to this day, everything front wheel drive to this day. And so that's what did it. So it you don't fit. Do you get excited about the same vintage Audi? I mean, no. is that no, no, I, you know, like I love the way like 4,000s look. We were like, just talking about those. 4, yeah. CS Quattro yeah. and they sound that five cylinders amazing. Yeah. But, um, I, I've never owned an all wheel drive car and I can't do understeer like that. Okay. I just, it's never, I've never had the affinity for Audis that I have for VWs. Porsche. Yeah. And I love Porsches also. Okay. But I think it's, it, that comes down to a steering and handling thing. And I'm such a steering whore and a handling freak. Mm-hmm. But, Audi's kind of never, never got there. Have like you owned RS4? Yes. Have you owned a 911 or anything? Uh, I nine 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 six. Okay, and a nine eight six. Um, so like the two worst Porsches ever made, <laughs> and they were still good. I mean, yeah, um, crappy, but they drove well. Dude, the driving experience on a nine nine six is so good. I, I mean, if you know any reliability issues aside. And, and both of mine were totally reliable. I mean, they have a bunch of little things that, okay, sure, the engine blows up, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, and what, the interior kind of sucks. What doesn't? The interior totally sucks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but everyone, the view over the haunches outside that front window everyone, with this direct steering. It's, and everyone bitched about the 996 understeering. All you had to do was drop the tire pressure differential from front to back from eight pounds to six. And it was fixed. Like, it was just that easy. It was hmm. two PSI away from being a neutral handler. Um, so, yeah, they were good other than their interiors. Uh, Parkinson73 asks, if you were to become a weird hoarder of one model of car, what would it be? Assuming you had access to space to keep a hoard of cars. Uh, is this one, one model? model or what? Yeah. It's hard because... Mm. So it's not even like a specific year of a... Of a it no. would be like a 2002. Or like a Beetle. You know, like if you have, so like, you, you know, but you I have get three A one chassis Volkswagens. I think that counts. I think I know, you're in there. Weird yeah, that's pretty you're good. That's harder status. I mean, the the easy answer is probably nine eleven because you could have yeah. throughout the years, sure. you could have an you know an older is, car, newer car, yeah, mid, you know, a G body, all this stuff. Yeah, that's it helps cheap. to it helps pick to have one, one chassis. I know, like pick one, one chassis. chassis. Car. Yeah. Just order that. Because it helps to have a car like that that's been produced forever and still they're still making. Yeah, yeah. You're a Mustang guy or whatever you. Could have a yeah, or a Corvette guy, right? Right. Yeah, but if you're picking a model, one weird hoarder too. This is like next level. You, you got say weird many too, right? parts so, cars stacked or something. on top of each other. <laughs> I think hard. just the style that you hoard could be weird. I'm going van again. That's a good call because there's tons of body styles. You have to have a lot of room. Hell, dude, I have your Vanagon right guy. You're Vanagon. Just, you have a field full of Vanagons. You every, won't sell a single one. Every roof configuration, truck, four door. Just living in the old days, back when you used to like be cool, Vanagon guy. And you'd, now, uh, would you you'd grow the weed that. in the van? Yes, yes. <laughs> or, exactly, exactly. Or yeah. on top, maybe. On yeah, something. make a little <laughs> vape, vape storage, whatnot. You know. That's my answer. Dude, this Sticking is a hard it. question. It's so hard. They don't give us easy questions, Brian. This I, isn't, uh, I can't get Mark II uh, Ford Escort out of my head. I just feel like that <laughs> would, would be... But you kind of only need one. I know. There's, they don't make a ton of those, do they? A variety? If you get one, you might as well have a few. But okay. you might need a parts car, and then you put that <laughs> over in the side. Fair enough. That's I mean... Fair. With your VWs, you have some nice options, some flexibility, That's swapping why I have stuff. All right, I want yeah. part. I, I give you, I give you credit for that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I would like. Could we just all hoard Lanchestrata? Oh, what like, about? I mean, yeah. why are we not doing that? I mean, stupid. that's not just a, a bunch idea. of Delta Integrales everywhere. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I'll, I think I'll that's go, a fair I'll answer. Be, I'll be a 911 G body guy then. It just, I think that makes sense for you. Lane. Pinpoint it. I'll have a Targo, I'll have a cab, I'll have a CS, I'll have a mm-hmm. Speedster. Yeah, I'll have a Turbo. You know. And now we're down to art, so we have 30 minutes for you to answer. <laughs> dude, I'm like, I'm kind of thinking E30, dude. There's really? a lot of options. You can do XIs, you can do, or IX. Touring? Uh, you can do touring, cabs, you can do M3, order cab, wagon, M3 order cab. wagon, cabs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's, you know, big bumper, small bumper, small metal bumper, small plastic bumper. Yeah, but you, yeah. Don't, you don't need the big bumper. Yeah, you do. You're, yeah, you're weird. Just you're for, weird. Uh, I guess you're a weirdo. Yeah, you have it all. <laughs> you're a weird yeah, And then you have Euros, and you have 323. Totally. Yeah. I love 90-pound bumpers. That is really kind of weird. <laughs> that is super weird, right? Like, yeah. so, Dude, there wasn't someone like, oh, no, the Franz was like going nuts over the uh, the huge bumpers on an R107, right? He liked them or yeah, no? he was like into them. He was like talking about how awesome they were. Well, that's like, like the like, the apologist for that's like- That's right. That's right. Like Porsche 914s, the guys that like the late model ones, and now they're calling them aero bumpers, quote unquote, and that's their way of justifying them oh, as the big, being a good, rubber ones? good bumper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do uh, know someone that likes the big, gigantic barge freaking bumpers. On one, like, on, on everything? Our, on our 107 specifically. Yeah, That's no. awful. That ruins yeah. those cars. Dude, it totally ruins them. It makes them look like big. I will say that U.S. lights look better on 107s than your Really? Yeah, I'm weird like You, that. you like the four I eyes better like than... Four eyes Why aren't you an R107 hoarder? You should be an R107 hoarder. Because... <laughs> That's not a bad one, actually. <laughs> there, it's, it's actually not a bad one. Because you get you the SLC. 450. We have seven yeah. of them at my work, so you can have those. We just sold We have a manual. I almost so a friend of mine passed away last year, and in his collection was a 280 SL stick, mm. oh. and I almost did it yeah. until you, I started and it blew up. Yeah, uh, we have a mushroom cloud. We have a oh, 350 yeah. stick, so a Euro yeah. 350 V8. Stick. That is cool. Mm-hmm. That you need to swap a 56 into yeah. that, or, or, or a five, 500. Yeah, 500 motor. Yeah. Or M100. We have two 500s. Ooh, 6.9. Drop a 6.9 in there. Yeah, that's pretty. Those are cheap too. Those motors. Super, super easy to come by. Yeah, you can find a three thousand dollars six point nine. The fuel injection. That is true. Yeah, because like suspension, everything else is shot with the motors. Collapse suspension. Boom! It's worth negative dollars. Kyle JF ninety says, "Hi Jason, big fan. Do you have any advice for aspiring automotive journalists? And are you coming to Radwood? Yes, on the second part. Don't do it on the first part. Don't marry. Don't do what you love." Strangely, I will say the opposite. Oh, really? We've had this discussion before. Because then you, you're too, you give, you see how the sausage is made. Well, you just, you're too passionate. Well, it turns it into work, right? right? The people who, like, are the happiest are, are just people who, like, don't care about Rich it. motherfuckers that can the buy all the cars they want. <laughs> exactly. Fun, yeah. Go get a real job. Go so get rich. Buy whatever just car marry, you want. marry well. I had to give that V8, V12 Vantage S manual back. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Give it back. Yeah. So, yeah, go buy your own shit. And then, yeah. Okay. And then write about all your right. fancy travels and cars. Maybe some stuff, other yeah. YouTube douchebag, like there's other guys in LA who are like, my yeah. daddy bought me a Lamborghini. And, right. Yeah. Is that happening? Oh. Um, M Fever asks, uh, he wants to know the history behind your E30 touring and how you acquired it. I was on vacation in Germany in 2002 um, with uh, that friend who just passed away last year. And he bought a 126 Mercedes Coupe and was adamant that I was not leaving Germany without a car. And I had been looking at E30s and I thought, well, if I'm going to have an E30, I'm going to have a wagon. Um, and on the last day of our trip, he, I saw the, at the ad in the paper for it. And I'm like, I don't want a blue one. And he was like, ah, oh, let's come on. Let's go look at it. And it was two hours away. And we Jeez. had a screaming match in the guy's driveway. It was like on this farm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> what the hell? And, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's a really great color. I love it. Uh, 
sucks to be you because I'm not taking it. Like, what am I going to do with this? Do you car? speak German? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the car is 12 years old. Like, I can't import this. And he was oh, like, right. "Misery loves company, bitch. You're buying one too." And he was like, he kept saying to the guy in German, "He'll take it." And I kept saying, "I won't." And we just this escalated to this huge screaming match, which led to him peeling out down the driveway in our E39 rental car um, and just leaving me there And you needing a car to drive? And me saying, I guess I'm buying oh, this wagon. That happened to Brian. You just bought a screaming cr- match, too. A C4 Corvette in the same manner. He That's hilarious. I just had to get home from SEMA in a similar fashion. And... <laughs> By the way, so, so screaming match in German was basically regular conversation. Well, we were we were screaming at each other in English, and the poor yeah. seller didn't speak English. So oh, we, wow. just, we just kept like, turning around to him. We're like, that sounds, like, you're buying yeah. the fucking car. That's all there is to it. <laughs> turn around to the guy and be like, yeah, in him to Saldo. He's like, yeah, he'll take the car. And then screams at me in German. And then nice to the guy. And Whoa. the guy was just so confused. It's like wow. good cop, bad cop. It definitely <laughs> yeah. sounds like a sales uh, uh, buying strategy. It, it like was you a could disaster. go up. It was yeah, that. And then pause the tra- scene. And then right. buy it for cheap, maybe. I don't know. And then the probably just wants, wants you to leave so yeah, bad. Just get just out of my driveway. Take, take the yeah. car and get out of here <laughs> yeah. before the police come. So how Which would have been really sucky because it had no plates on it. And I had to drive mm. it two hours on the Autobahn with no plates on it, please. So, so you actually dude, hated the whole C4-ish car initially then? It was, well, I liked it. I was nervous, like scared out of my mind driving on no plates in Germany because mm. it's just something you don't do. Yeah. yeah. And then I get to his aunt's house and he was so pissed off at me that he went and was hanging out with his neighbor. Oh, we Oh, we had a he knockdown. didn't see that you had bought it. No, and, he did. But he no. was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, what? Why am I buying a 12-year-old car? I can't import this fucking thing. Like, he was like, oh, you'll figure it out. You'll and figure he it just out. left, left me there. And I go to move the car, which was parked in front of the neighbor's driveway. And it had double locked itself. Oh, nice. Oh, it. no. So then I started hating the car. And that was, uh, it took me two hours to break into the car. And then I had to rent a garage and leave it in Frankfurt. And please, it was, uh, it was, the whole thing was a nightmare. And by the drama. time I finally, like, by the time I turned 25 and I have it home, I'm like, oh, God. So it's just been sitting there for this whole time and yeah. you'd go and drive it? No? no, it's here now. It's here. No, I know, but it's been here the whole time. Oh, okay, good. So wait, uh, but <laughs> like, that'd be horrible. So what part of Germany? Uh, it was outside of Leonberg, two hours, two hours in the country outside of Leonberg. I don't honestly remember. I'm just, I'm just town. thinking weather. You said it was out in a field somewhere. Rust was the first thing. No, it wasn't rusty. It was out in a, on a farm. So it wasn't like sitting there. It was this guy's like nasty, like cow shit covered driveway, um, hmm. that we were standing and screaming at each other. But oh. the car was, the car was in nice shape, but a little bit of rust on it. They all rust on the, on the hatch. Hmm. Um, but that's since Some been drink. fixed. And replaced. What's the, uh, where does that rank amongst least useful hatchback, uh, openings? They're very. Well, you know, there's the cutout that's there for a case of beer. Like, oh, is that what it is? Literally a, a cutout between the taillights. Yeah. The size of, for that? of beer. Yeah. Because in Germany, <laughs> you Germans. bought, you, you still do, you buy drinks by the case, like bottles of water by the yeah. case and beer by the case. And without that cutout, you couldn't, it was a too high for right? leftover. Yeah. Huh. So well, that's just full alcoholic Germans. That's, that's all you need. Dude. So it's hundred percent useful is what you're saying. <laughs> and the seats, the seats fold down. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, this is my cabriolet. This is a question for Jason. Uh, St. Thomas 80. What happened at motor train? And uh, what are you moving on to? If so, you care to disclose anyway. What had happened was... <laughs> yeah, um, what had happened? I left is what happened at Motor Trend. <laughs> um, leaving, leaving a job and one that you really love doing is always a difficult decision. But as you can imagine, there are a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of reasons to do so, none of which are really things that you should air publicly. But suffice to say, I decided to leave and I got my fingers in a couple pies. Okay. Working on some stuff. Cool. 
getting your beak wet, as they say in the biz. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Irons in the fire. Warren gets into some weird business. Beak wet. <laughs> By the way, did you bring your cock sock? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I should have. Sorry, we'll get into Sorry, that. I, what? I have no idea. We'll get, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Just beaks were getting wet, and you know things reminded me of something. <laughs> ne- next question. Is I'm, like, I'm really afraid for that. So, being the idiots we are, we were, forgot to mention heel and toe apparel on this Thursday edition of the podcast. So, I am sitting here in my GTI at seven in the morning, the morning after the podcast. And I'm recording a little ad spot for them. But uh it's a genuine ad spot because we love Heel and Toe Apparel. We definitely wouldn't promote them if we didn't like their products. They are, um as supposedly art coined, um, I think dorky cool. So, you know, it's car stuff, but it's still cool. Uh Because, you know, just cool designs. And they have a new sweatshirt that's out. Um, they actually have two versions of the sweatshirts. They're both zip up hoodies. Um, but one's like a really lightweight, uh, you know, a little thicker than the, sh- you know, definitely thicker than a shirt, but a lightweight sweatshirt. And the other one is, um, a more normal, but it's still a, a pretty nice lightweight sweatshirt. I mean, it's not one of those like Hanes sweatshirts or whatever you get from, you know, Walgreens or, or Target or something like that. It's, they're both really nice materials. Um, super fuzzy, uh, cozy insides, like guaranteed to be your most comfortable sweatshirt. Uh, I got one last week and I've been sporting it the whole week and I love it. Uh, Art and I went to the SF auto show the other day and, uh, he, he wore his and dug it and, um, he got the little, the little thin one. The rest of us got the normals because we're men. Um, but yeah, we, we love them. Um, right now they have the sweatshirts. It's getting cold. It's maybe where you are, it's getting cold. It's still kind of warm here, but, um, and, uh, perfect time for a sweaty. Uh, we'd love to see um, you guys wear your, see people wearing sweatshirts at Radwood. Actually, never mind. Take that back. You need to dress up eighties for Radwood, but, um, you know, when it gets cold, you can slap, slap on your, your, uh, heel and toe apparel sweatshirt. Um, but right now heel and toe apparel is offering 25% off to off of everything in the store. So all the shirts, sweatshirts, you know, stickers. I know Scott usually throws in a few stickers with every order and, uh, he throws in a nice little note which is really cool. And uh, Scott, who owns Heel and Toe Apparel, is just a really cool dude. And it's his. Uh, this is his passion project, and we'd love to have you guys support it. It's a really cool brand. Um, we'd love to be the ones that help it grow and, you know, turn it into something even bigger. And uh, we know everyone will dig the shirts when they get them. They're, like, the highest quality shirts. He has, you know, his own tags on them and... You know, you could tell he put a lot of time into these shirts, and uh, they're guaranteed to be the most comfortable shirts in your closet. So get them now and um, let them know you came, you know, you came from Driving Well Awesome uh, by using the promo code DWA25. So you could use that promo code or just go to heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA25. 
All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. <laughs> Vandalay Industries asks, uh, firstly, great, uh, greatly miss having you on Head to Head. Frown you. face. Secondly, uh, can you give us some of your best examples of the various uh, or ridiculous requirements of OEMs when requesting a review car? For example, cannot be track tested on the first and third Tuesday of odd numbered months when humidity is between 85 and 87%. <laughs> they tr- truthfully most of the car companies didn't have ridiculous requests some of them were a little bit more sensitive than others um ferrari is notoriously sensitive they do not want comparison tests lamborghini does, does not want comparison tests for example um some of the like the my favorite one ever was mclaren we had a prototype 570s and they called me like right listen you know car's not entirely finished um and i'm thinking oh fuck they're i don't think it. any of them are Right. There's, there's that. But they're like, you know, I'm thinking they're going to say, please don't get a lap time. Don't let Randy drive it. Don't track it. Don't whatever. And I, just go beat the fuck out of it, but just do us a favor. Don't jump it. And I was like, what? And like, yeah, we don't have the rebound spring, the helper spring in the suspension yet. Just just uh, try not to jump it. I was like, these fucking guys rock. Yeah, this that's is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the weirdest. And then you're like, I wasn't thinking of jumping it, but now. Now. I'm super bummed. What happened? building? Um, so no weird, like, I don't know, can't, uh, Mariah Carey stuff, like remove all the green M&Ms from the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I no, don't I, don't, I don't think so. I okay. think it was all like, you know, there were, there were definitely times where car companies didn't want to be in a Comparo. This is both video and in print with another type like car. Well, like Ferrari famously didn't want the law Ferrari tested against the, like, the 918 and they, and they don't want Ferrari doesn't want any of their stuff tested period mm-hmm. and when you do instrumented tests with their cars you have to promise them that you're not going to do a comparison test with another car number uh-huh. one which by the way that's what instrument test number exactly yeah. it's yeah. for comparison is. what about like but the maybe cars are old... mysteriously lighter than the ones that were not supposed yeah to they're they're like that was a big thing in the 80s too they all of a sudden this car would have Whatever, 300 horsepower on the normal one at 240 or So something. the one thing I can say to that is now that I've owned a Scirocco for 20 years, it finally occurred to me to go back and really look closely at the original road test because uh-huh. I could never get within a half a second, zero to 60 in my stock car. And I looked at the pictures and it clear as day, the car is a 50 mil intake, which meant it had the Euro motor with mm-hmm. 139 horsepower <sighs> instead of the US oh, no motor way. with 123. Yeah. Wow. And I, the poor guy just passed away this, this week. Jay Amistoy was the PR guy from Volkswagen whose name is on the press release. So I called Called him and I'm like, Amistoy, <laughs> the fuck did you do to the Chirac 16 valve back in the day? He was like, oh, that thing was so fast. I'm like I bet it was with the cheater motors you had in it. He was like, oh, what we did? And I told, I told him, and look at the pictures and here yeah. you go. And he was like, oh yeah, no, we did that shit all the time. Like he's like, we only got busted once when car and driver pulled up an Audi 4000 on a lift and looked underneath it to do something and realized it had no cats on it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow. oh, they always pulled. Car companies have always quote unquote optimized for the proper yeah you know f- for their tests and they're we've dined on cars that make more power to the wheels than they should make it make it the motor and you know then you drive a customer car and it's or a real car and it's not quite as fast and not mm. quite as powerful um i hate that but what are you going to do i mean yeah you, especially yeah. with turbo cars it's not like you can go through every line of code and say you got to trust them so that's why all these audis put out like 150 more horsepower than their you know you know what? I haven't I haven't done an Audi back to back customer versus. Uh, okay. where I've I've definitely done other other cars where I gave gave a car a really good review. Like, wow, this is a perfectly neutral handler and it's really fast. And then drove a customer car and I'm like, 
Hmm. Understeer is like a pig and it's slow. Hmm. Yeah. But they, you know, who kn- we can't check alignment settings on every yeah. single car we get. Yeah, we can't right. check any of that. So, um, unfortunately, you know, it's up to the manufacturers to play. To, they can optimize, but but to play fair and not cheat. That's yep. that's a bummer. I mean, you'd think that they it would be in their best interest to actually say, you know what, this is what this is what it takes to get it here, and almost disclose right. like right. all you need is alignment, as you had mentioned before, right? You can change the tire pressure, you can do these things, right. but I guess there's liability issues there, right? With well, we always go with like, their manufacturer recommended tire pressure mm-hmm. and on all testing always. But I mean, it can go something as simple as I was just looking car and driver last month had I was looking up their GTI numbers, um, handling numbers, and 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 acceleration numbers. And I realized it was on some sticky summer tire, which is not even available as an option. What it's the a hell? Fa- it's a, <clears throat> I think it's an option. It's a dealer option it by, was. yeah, it's yeah. not anymore, but it's not even on any of the cars. Like no. when I bought my GTI, I couldn't find any summer tires. Yeah. They all at all seasons. Right. And, but there's some line item somewhere that says, Oh, it's a dealer. And we authorize it as an option where dealers can install, yeah, like, exactly. Probably super one, sports or one magical dealership. Where yeah, exactly. Right. It's called Volkswagen things. Corporate where they did that. And right. I love, I mean, the guys, the guys that run VWPR, one in particular is this genuine real car guy. And he was pushing on Germany, like, give us real tires with these cars. We're losing comparison tests over it. And then said, you have to make it available as an option. If you make it available as an option, we can give it to the car magazines. Mm. Lincoln got busted. They had like Pilot Sports or Pilot Super Sports on like a Zephyr or something. What and, the- and like <laughs> the car put like 1.03 Gs or something. Wow. And we're all like, what? <laughs> so after that, they realized, well, as long as it's available as an option, but it no longer even is on GTI. But the mm. magazines don't have the staff to go through and verify every single option's mm. available. They don't have the time either, there's no, right? There's no way. Like, yeah. There's no way, which sucks. Yeah. But. Um, Forrest Kugelworks has an interesting qu- question for Jason. He says, you just saw the mystery machine photo in your feed and happened to own a Subaru 360 van myself. If you could build an ultimate with a reasonable budget, track toy under the skin and wheelbase of the Subaru K-Van, what donor drivetrain chassis would you start with? And does the entire DWA crew think this is a horrible idea? How would you make that a track toy? Unlimited uh, chassis for a track toy. You just put a K-Van on top. Pretty is, much. Is what it is. Oh, is that what he's saying? Yeah. So two, just that's the right wheelbase. Whatever. Right wheelbase. I was at the Grassroots Motorsports Challenge, and there was the the cutest mystery machine you've ever seen. The guys were dressed up like Scooby and Velma and, and Jaggy. But this this mystery mystery machine was like five-eighth scale, adorable. You just wanted to go over and just grab its cheek and... <laughs> so cute. Um, but it was dangerous as fuck. It was up on two wheels in the autocross. Oh, my um, God. They had no clutch in it because it was some crazy, like, little sprint car. Like, it was some oh. nuts race car underneath. So they were already doing this. Full tube chassis, right? It was a tube chassis underneath, yeah. but the motor was in the van with the guy with no firewall and no nothing. And then it had no clutch, so they had to literally push start it at the quarter mile. Oh, like, wow. and the burn- it was so stupidly awesome. Um, but I think I would just put a Miata underneath it, like, with a firewall, by the way. Separating you from there you go. Should be like make five it. times more power than it had to begin with, right? <laughs> um, Do I, we think it's a stupid idea? Well, I think they're cool vans. Um, yeah, it's the stupidest. But yeah. it's like starting it's off cool. behind the eight ball with all of it, right? It's you could sports car handling plus practicality. There you go. And but as a track toy, do you really need practicality? <laughs> Other than towing goes. extra tires to the track, you like, could fit tires in. Yeah. What about an you aerial atom under that? Oh, say that again. Aerial atom. There you go. Oh yeah, but it was rear engine, rear wheel drive. It, it would flip, flip two still. I yeah. mean, the, the weight of that, the, that like dorky little, little van box. body. So you know what you do is you you 
cut it down the middle and you widen the whole thing. Like oh, there that you go. Like that one, that, uh, bus. that one bus with the and then put it on a Crown Vic chassis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what everyone needs. And then you end up with a full size van. There you go. Um, buy an Econoline and be done with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, D Philly asks Jason, uh, "What was your favorite driving spot on the way to Cincy this year?" Uh, opinions on a Mark II Scirocco as a daily, 8-valve, 16-valve, etc. Um, okay, so would Mark II get a 16-valve because they're so much faster? The 8-valves are more reliable, um, but they get the same gas mileage and are a lot slower. And they famously are half of V8, is yeah. what you call them? half of V8. 8-valve yeah. 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 is? Yeah. That's what, he, that's what he says. The Audi V8 was. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Mark II, Mark II Chirac is the only thing that you got to worry about is if anything hits you, like a large insect or any other car, bicyclist, like they're just, they're made out of tissue paper. Oh. They're 2,300 pounds. It's not really a safe car. That is amazingly light. Yeah. My car is 2,340 right now. Even the Mark II. Wow. Mark Holy II, crap. Yeah. So and that was the, like panned in the day for being like a porker. That's yeah, wild. the Mark One's like under, it's like 1780 something. Yeah, yeah. really early like base, base, base cars. Yeah. My Rabbit is 1720 with a yeah. full tank of gas. So what Rabbit wild. do you have? I have a 78. Um, that's sort of a race car that some somebody hacked together. Okay. Um, 78. A Sidewinder. Yeah. So that's no round, round headlights? Round headlights, little taillight German. Yeah, belt. I had a 79C Coupe. Nice. Yeah. Um, there was the a other, second other part. The other question is a oh, favorite driving spot. So I drove my Scirocco out to Cincy, quote unquote, which is the Cincinnati, Cincinnati area Scirocco cruise-in that we started 20 years ago. So this year was my 20th anniversary with my Scirocco, and the same weekend was the 20th annual Cincy wow. Scirocco get-together. That's awesome. And I was there for the first Cincy, and I'm like, well... You know, you only live once. Fuck it. I'm driving. So as soon as I announced that, uh, the tranny exploded, literally locked up and sent <laughs> oh, me skidding no. off the side of the road. Um, so to pay penance to the Volkswagen gods, I rebuilt the motor again because it didn't need it and <laughs> found, found a new old stock tranny, which was insane and drove cross country from San Francisco to Cincinnati. Um, damn, technically Dayton this year, but, um, okay. my favorite spot was there was some road that I definitely did not drive on flat out for an hour and a half in some state that I definitely did not go into. Maybe it starts with an N. <laughs> so, but maybe. Okay. Yeah, it could be. I think I, N, that, I think I know that road. Who can say? <laughs> yeah. Is it like but, so it's not kind of similar to Alaska? Is it that one? Uh, some, <laughs> something ish. Yeah, exactly. All I know is, look, I tried to break in the engine the way I broke in the last one because it made such great power. And that one I broke in in Germany on the Autobahn. Um, so I thought the proper way of doing this is... Autobahn, yeah. yeah. So I did. Qu it's quick great. question about that though. So daily driver, like I've I've driven both sixteen valve and eight valve cars. Like, wouldn't like the eight valve because they seem like a little bit torquier, like down low especially, like to just kind of put around town and whatnot. Wouldn't that be so have that an advantage goes back there? to the fights that we used to have on the Scirocco list before VW Vortex, before mm -hmm. there was a forum thing, which was that the 16 valves had no torque down low. And so I, because I was super nerd back then, mm -hmm. and nothing has ever changed, I took a stock 8 valve and a stock 16 valve to the dyno and disproved that theory. Hmm. By 2000 RPM, the 16 valve makes more torque than the 1.8 does at its peak. Interesting. Uh, than, the, uh, than the 8 valve does. Yeah. However... Under 2000, the 16 valve was dead. So, you know, gotcha. started the, started the idle run at like 600 with the engine lugging. Mm -hmm. Um, and from 600 to about like 1800, uh, 600 to about a thousand, like the 16 valve could barely move the drum mm -hmm. and the eight valve was just, so like zero point. to 15, like stoplight to stoplight, the eight valve is going to be a little quicker There's if you're not, zero to if three. you're not revving it and dropping the clutch. Well, but really the first gear is so short on that car, on okay. car. So by 2000 RPM, like 2000, you're doing, 
uh, seven and a half miles an hour, eight, nine miles an hour, something like that. So uh-huh. as long as you slip the clutch to two grand, which is not a lot, you just light them up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're starting out a, up a big hill and you're not slipping the clutch, that's where the eight valves are. Gotcha. They just go. And the 16s just feel a little bit more lethargic, mm-hmm. but that's a good over 2000, yeah. over 2000, 16 valve makes more torque than one eight, uh, than the, than the one eight eight valve does at its peak. Um, but I would drive a golf on a daily basis. Scirocco's like our pain in the ass to get in and out of. Um, yeah, how do you, how do you fit in that thing? You're pretty tall. I'm 5'10. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm, my, but my hair brushes the, the, the head. Yeah, like the Mark 1 is actually really roomy. Yep. And the Mark 2s are, nope. you're like a bear and a, you know, bear. Yeah, I am. 5'11 is kind of, kind of it if you want to sit in a normal position. I have the seat all the way down. Um, and I'm sitting normally. Anyone taller than me, they have to like do the gangsta slant. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max KR asks, or he says, I want to buy a car in California, drive it cross country, ship it to France, and then drive the additional thousand miles to Poland. Uh, should I stick to safer cars on bring a trailer or is Craigslist worth the risk? I don't think you're in any less risk on bring a trailer than you are in Craigslist. Yeah, the problem no. with bring a trailer is you have to like trust all the photos and everything. Whoa, whoa, Craigslist whoa. That's our stuff. Radwood sponsor you're talking about. <laughs> bring a trailer is an amazing marketplace. Yeah. yeah see the amount of money I got for that, that SL. Oh, but that, that was, was stupid. Crazy. That was great. The I followed that. We were like, um, whoa, are you going to, if you want to spend big money on a car, you oh, go to bring a trailer for yeah, sure, but yeah. I don't think those cars are any better vetted. They're still used, just used cars that are owned by normal people. And then you have to compete with hundred bidders. Yeah. yeah. Right? I would Craigslist. say go to Craigslist. Dude, yeah. be find on someone it. local. That's Use yeah. BRZO. Yeah. Right. BRZO, you can search everywhere and I don't know. But also you know, be ready. PPI. Be ready to buy. Be that first person yeah. on the door. Have cash. Right. Dude. That's a, that's and then get key. someone local to check the car. And this is an amazing trip, by the way. Right, oh right, yeah. yeah, no, it's killer, and he's actually in Poland. So I think he his dream is to like come to California and buy a car and go back home. That's so, right. Yeah, cool. Do it. Yeah, definitely do it, do and it. tell us how it goes. Uh, I want to know what uh, your budget is too. Maybe we could help. Uh, yeah, he could come do the podcast. You want a seventy-eight rabbit? There you go. <laughs> yeah, he wants to make it though on the trip. That's fine. Okay, I just yeah. did five hours at Thunder Hill. No, did you really? Yeah. Oh man, Poor that sounds thing. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Poor car. Uh, I never. I don't know how to say his name. Ben's Tint. Uh, Jason, you have a fantastic collection of cars, but your love for the Mark One particularly stands out. What is it that keeps you coming back to the Mark One as a platform? And in your opinion, what's the best variation of the Mark One GTI, Cabby, Caddy, etc.? I've never heard someone say Cabby. Uh, Cabby? Yeah, I mean Cabriolet. Cabriolet. Yeah. Um, uh, my bitch basket, yeah. bitch basket, bitch exactly. Basket, yeah. So I have a bitch basket. I have a Scirocco and I have a rabbit. So a golf. And I would say that I, I love looking at the Scirocco. I love that car. And it definitely, the low roof definitely helps with handling. However, if I had to get rid of all of them, I would take a GTI, but it would have to be a Euro GTI. Um, with, you know, the, the round headlights, the small, mm. the small tails. Um, but that was the purest form. Such and, a rad you know, car. And my cabbie is like, so the cabbie's also got a two liter 16 valve. It's a full Scirocco suspension swap and everything. Um, and that's kind of the best one to drive of the bunch because I can throw the top down. I can fit four guys, like four friends in the car. Yep. Like it's just, it's a super usable car, but a golf would be, you know, other than for people who don't live somewhere where it's sunny all the time. Yeah. Um, just a, a GTI would be, that's the one. Another thing to be said for these cars is you can fit a shit ton of them in the driveway. Yeah, like, the you can fit two GTIs for the space of a Buick, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. Do you have a Buick and a bunch of GTIs? And uh, No, I'd like to I have one Buick. 
Yeah. One Buick. It's the size of two it's and a half GTS? 2.5 yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. It's a 2.5. Yeah. yeah. Five cylinder. But I live in a different world where I can fit as many beers. He has a forest to keep cars in. Yeah. In the hills. Yeah. Yeah. Rocheman says, uh, Thoughts on the Acura CL Type S and on the Lexus LS400, more specifically the latter, uh, later cars with the five-speed auto. Also, keep doing what you're doing, Jason. Which is what? Nothing? Podcasting. Oh, podcasting. Yes, I will keep podcasting. Um, that's a really strange question. Uh, at, I agree. I think it's a good question. So one's a coupe, one's a big sedan. They're both Japanese, uh, pretty reliable, front-wheel okay. drive. Uh Rear wheel drive versus front wheel drive. Right. Rear I'm going to say front. the Lexus for a couple of reasons, mostly because it has the lightsaber gauges. They're the coolest gauges <laughs> yeah. ever. Um, but also they handle well. They last. Well, Matt Farris has got a million miles on it almost. They look pretty good um, still. They held up. They, yeah, they ride really nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice um, part. The CL, you could get a manual one, especially the Type S. Yeah, but then you have a front wheel drive V6. I, know. I don't do V6s, first of all. V6 front wheel drive. They're all not right by Jesus. Is that even Buick? that even Buick Skylarks? You're saying blanket Wait. statement, not right by Jesus, all V6s? Not right by Jesus. <laughs> I don't understand. So all V6s. VRs, by the way, are not V6s because they have one cylinder head. They are oh, right by Jesus and everybody yeah. else. Some loophole. Some Volkswagen yeah. loophole. Yeah. 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 They sound so good. They do sound bad. I had a car, a Corrado VR6 in Snapdragon Green, or what the hell was that called? That green pearl, whatever. You know, dude. You're the guy. Snapdragon. Please tell me it's Snapdragon. I don't think it's Snapdragon. It's actually Sugar Snap P. I'm sorry. Dude, but I just want to go back to Lexus gauges. Like the first time I ever saw those gauges, I was like, it was like mesmerized, dude. I was like, what do you call it? Like staring at a firefly and, uh, you know. You've been smoking some of that green shit that your Corrado was made of. Staring at a Snapdragon? Staring at a <laughs> Did you eat paint chips as a kid or what? Yeah, uh, still be eating Snapdragon. Snapdragon green. No, those gauges were unbelievable. When so you started rad. the car and just the needles them. came on first, yeah, so, like, cool. so the needles were, went poof and were like on immediately, and they did a sweep, and then the um the like the numbers and everything else backlit back backlit up uh, like lit up slowly. It's like a whole experience. Like, but yeah, but the, and the panel was fog blank. comes out around the. Out and the this is in like nineteen eighty nine or ninety. Right. Yeah, yeah. This was LED too, wasn't it? Like, they were was, like super bright LED, white. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yep. But it was like fully hidden behind a black panel, so all you saw at first was the lightsabers that came on, and then everything else would fade up. It was just. It and when you first, say lightsabers, that's the just needle. The needle. Right. Yeah. But they were little but fluorescent tubes. Yeah. They were lit. And yeah. that had never, I don't think that had ever that been That was done. a new thing. So uh, that, that was a big, Lexus was like, you know, they started a lot yeah, of little things is, like that. Like the tail light, that Alteza tail lights or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, that was a huge trend for a while. They basically absolutely. ruined tail light design <laughs> yeah. forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. yeah. They made it, they made it where chrome was acceptable in a, in a tail light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but before that, no one had even done clear tail lights. And then, mm, so yeah. the correct interpretation of the Alteza tail light is like what Aston did with the V8 Vantages after the face, uh-huh. where they're clear. Mm. Like, so they started the trend and got it kind of right. And then everyone else fixed it. Um, <clears throat> I was always taught that um, headlights and taillights shouldn't be standout features. They should be because they're necessities. But that's so opposite so, now. GTFO, huh? then you wouldn't have pop up uh, pop ups. Which that's, is the but that's the thing that's hiding the headlights, oh, right? No. That's the whole point of those. It's like it's hiding. It's making the design of the car and hiding the hiding the headlights. But no, headlights are like the eyes of the soul or something. I don't know. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, a car with like that could be great looking, but yeah. isn't like because it has bad t- bad headlights. I mean, yeah, just... but if your headlights are your standout feature, then that means you're hiding a, a design. Of your, yeah, I do know that there are way too many overstyled headlights. 
Like they'll go crazy with them. Oh, and there's crazy. sharp angles on a headlight or a taillight bug the hell out of me. It's crazy. Because you could argue that the 996 was completely and totally ruined by its headlights. Yes. Right? Was there was nothing else wrong with that car other than the yeah. fugly. I don't think they're. I, I, I don't egg, think they're that nasty, bad. Nasty, runny egg looking uh, headlights. Well, the interior See, you, was also improved. Well, yeah. But styling wise, at least, you know, the exterior was. Yeah, it's a good shape. I mean, it's the shape. Right. is. It's, it's, it's I don't think standard. they're that bad either. I don't I mean, think they're that bad. Put them next to a 350Z or something. I do understand the sentiment. Just come. Coming from from a 911 that was such an yeah, iconic yeah, yeah. shape, and the headlights and had were just headlights. pure function, and then all of a sudden you get this little like. But it was the thing. low point of that design, right? But you know why? I, I don't think that headlight, bad. right? That was no, that was I the don't. genius of that headlight. So as much as I think they were hideous, Porsche was bankrupt basically at the time they were developing that car, and the, the lights and lighting elements are among the most expensive parts of the car. They were by that using that shape and not a round one were able to combine turn signals yeah. and fog lights into one housing, and saved hundreds of dollars a car. And so it was That's a pure it. financial decision, and they made the right decision because they're still here. And yeah, they wouldn't have wouldn't have. Yeah, been. but God, it was ugly. <laughs> uh, Roten Tanner asks, I totally botched that name. Roten Anner. Do y'all believe available affordable electric vehicles with 300 plus mile range could cripple the oil market? I live in Louisiana where a large portion of jobs are in oil, either offshore or in Texas. Every time the gas prices go down, there are massive layoffs here. So that's being scared. That's a gnarly loaded question, isn't it? Scared of electric cars. humans in. I mean, I don't want to, I always feel bad when people are actually getting laid off. That's a bummer. But the answer is, yeah. I mean, we're, look, we're in California. We're sort of in our own little weird bubble of crazy people. But there are two people in this room that have electric cars right now. Um, once you go electric, you kind of don't want to go back. Um, and that's even me. I mean, I love my, I, I don't like anything with an automatic. So all my cars are stick shift gas powered cars, except for my golf, my e-golf. And it's great. It's basically free to drive. There's no super fun. Like super it's, fun. it really is nice to drive by gas station. So Brian has not worry about it. Yeah. I had an i3 too for three years, and I'm, okay. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was fantastic. No, and I mean, I think you know the angle here is yeah. Initially, there's going to be some hard times where you know I think there's going to be a transition right where the focus on what type of energy we use. And like, you know, I think there's an angle there, right? I mean, there's, there's different approaches to like right now they're, they're basically extracting oil and refining it and doing that because that's the fuel that is needed for all of these different things, right? To you're fueling the world, right? But there's, there, there's going to be different ways to produce energy and it's going to be solar. It's going to be wind. It's going to be XXX. And I think there just needs to be a shift in the industry in terms of, but it's like a long-term kind of a complicated thing, right? I mean, and and we're you know we're again in our little bubble. We're always a little bit ahead of the curve, or not necessarily. That sounds what's like the a focus? Thing it's to say. where we're. I don't mean, but, but we're doing things. But I have so many friends that have Teslas and have now put solar roofs in, and they just kind of love the fact that they're doing no damage to the planet other than the rubber that they're <laughs> they're mm-hmm. burning. I mean, you know, they're, it's net zero carbon for for their cars, and they say, okay, well, that's just one small step that if everyone took, maybe our planet wouldn't be in the dire straits it is now. And I, I kind of hate to say I feel the same way about the Gulf. I have, I'm on a, a plan with PG&E, our electric company, that's guaranteed 100% renewable electricity. Um, so I know I drive this this car 7,000 miles a year, and it's not polluting at all. And, okay, that's, you know, 
let's not talk about what my other cars do. <laughs> but hey, if I can do this, oh, and by the way, I'd rather drive an EV around town because I can get away with murder other than the incessant fucking tire squeal. Um, it's silent. Every time a light turns green, I'm full throttle and no one calls the cops. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's um, pretty plus, awesome. you know, there's never like, oh, I got to wait till that guy's just like, I just got to get just in front of him. And then I got to sneak that downshift on a loud exhaust and get in second gear ready to go so I can cut him off. No, it's just full torque ready to go. And you can yeah. smoke everyone off right. the line, yeah. right? Nothing yeah. keeps up with those stupid yeah. cars. And yeah. it's, it's nine, four to 60 that you golf. Like it's slow and yet haven't lost a race in town yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, were, I think it'll, I think it beats like a GTI zero to 30, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the real world, I mean, what, what, we, and in my GTI, I'm a manual and I'm having to, I would have to be dropping the clutch and all this do stuff. You know what we do to get the zero to 60 numbers out of these cars that we get? It's yeah. a horrible, horrible, horrible things that we do. <laughs> and it's trained guys who do it 30 times. Like these people have been doing this for like 15 years. Like every week they're testing cars, testing cars, testing cars. And it still sometimes takes them 30 times to get the number you see published. Yeah. So the best number to look at is always car and drivers five to 60. There's what they used to call street start mm-hmm. yeah. because that takes the launch totally out of it. And look at what EVs do, you know, like if I wish they would do like a five to 30 or something, but they're just as fast and a five to 30 or five to 60 as they are from zero to 60, mm. which tells you the launch is not part of it. Yeah. You just floor and go. Yeah, if we had 300 mile range in our e-golfs, I, I would be super curious to see like what it would be like just on a fun driving road. Because right now I can't really, uh, I, I you know I can get out to these driving roads, but I can't have a lot of fun because I'm going to run out of battery. Right. But if I had 300 miles, like that would be enough, and I think that could be like all I need actually. Well, and you had to drive your um your Jeep up here because your, your golf wouldn't make it. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, you know, these 85 mile cars and the 125 mile cars definitely are not a replacement for your primary slash only car right. yeah. for most people. But a 300 mile car that can, that can charge in 40 minutes is. And frankly, I think the market will speak. And when people, when they're the same price as gas engine cars, people will prefer the electric cars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or everyone what about I know a, who has an EV prefers it. Yeah. What about a 600 range, mile range? Yes, zero, I want it. 060 and 1.9. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's That's madness. Yeah. I wonder about airplanes. Are we ever going to get to like airplanes? Not they. They're there's the biggest concept, users of there's fuel. There's a concept right? for an electric uh, jet liner. Or I guess it's not jet Think anymore. The but battery weight, though. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. There's got to be like laws of physics that are like they're preventing that. There's something in the works. I just read a little blurb because I think that's that's the biggest use of fuel apparently, or the biggest cause of emissions them. or something. And yeah, yeah, I could see that. So, so that's that all about like end. battery technology. Right. Like basically catching up, and then when it gets lighter, when you can have enough energy and a the whole dense fuse enough will be a battery. So this makes me wonder. Like, so say twenty twenty five years down the road, uh, if electric vehicles do take over, like we're talking about, uh, everybody loses their job in the oil refining industry. Then for keeping our Mark One rabbits going or whatever we have, our Buick Skylarks, like, are we going to need to like create relationships with little like oil suppliers? Yes, because. We're it's not like gonna the have same the people, gas stations. It's the same way you get hay for your horse. You have to go to like a special to to a store. Specialty. I don't yeah. think you're going to see that in 25 years. I mean, remember that the average car on I'm the saying. road right now is 11 years old. I'm with, so, I'm with you Jason. Know, the average car is 11. So that means half of the cars on yeah. the road are, you know, between 11 and 50 years old. It'll be a long time before the gas stations are totally gone. But I think in our lifetimes, hopefully we all live long enough, um, we'll be seeing some pretty big changes. Um, and that means people are going to be charging at home and 
maybe half the cars by the time we're old, you know, we'll, yeah. won't be. Yeah, I can see that. But it's the yeah. same thing with these like autonomous cars and stuff, you know, it's like it, a lot of us, if we have a normal commute, we would like to get in that EV or that autonomous car. And then that leaves room for your fun car. Right. You know, that you don't drive that much. It can be a gas burner and be loud and obnoxious and all that stuff. So. You're totally right. Yeah. And, you know, no one wants to leave San Francisco and get on I-5 and do 79.5 miles an hour or 84.5, depending on which zone, Um, you know, for five hours fighting through a clump of stupid people Mm -hmm. in Priuses who are pacing each other in each other's blind spots (laughs) in the fast lane for six goddamn hours. In the fast lane. In the fast lane. It's fucking painful. So, you know, the the autonomous car is a replacement for the chauffeur, which is a luxury that none of us, I don't know, none of us have ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He pointed it out. <laughs> um, yeah, but really, we don't have that. I would love to have a chauffeur. Yeah, it's called now. It's called Uber, mm-hmm. and you're taking your life in your hands with, with yeah. who knows who's driving. But still, I mean, um, that will be a great time for us when we can get somewhere without having to drive, but then also can go drive our cars. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's just it's like everything else. Right? It's like the tool for that specific job, right? I mean, even right. in the city, right here, like I would love to jump in a capsule and get dropped off in my office and not have to deal with city traffic. And that's like the most boring, most like mindless driving, right? Like that's not what we want to be doing. We want to go and go well, carve, carve mountain roads and, and do that sort of thing. It's and, like Jason was saying about um, making your job what you like doing for fun. It kind of ruins it, right? So if you're not driving throughout the week to get to work and you're stuck in traffic, then driving is even that much more fun when you go out on the weekends yeah. or, or at night yeah. and go on a nice drive, you know? Yeah, it sucks when it's a chore for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. My femur hurts asks on a road like Highway 33 on the summit down into Ojai, you have a choice of three cars that he has owned: a 2016 Chevy SS manual, a 1970 BMW 2800 CS, or a 1992 GTI 16 valve. What do you pick and why? Mm. It's an easy one for me. Me too. Which is not the expected yeah. answer for me, especially, but. Okay, easy Chevy point. SS is really good. Mm-hmm. Like disgustingly, shockingly. Why isn't BMW making cars like this anymore good? But no, too big. Um, the CS, uh, the brakes would be on fire in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and yeah, that, that, that's a car to look at, not drive now. Three, five, six, so maybe it would be different. Yeah, story. Right. So it's going to be the GTI because you'll never stop smiling. Yeah, I agree. And it's also downhill too. So the power yeah. is less relevant. I go, I go GTI too. If I'm yeah. like, yeah, lightweight. If I'm fast. like cruising with my wife or something, I go, I go CSI, but, uh, right. For driving, Mark II all day. Mark II. How about you, Warren? Yeah, same. Yeah. God, we GTA. suck. We're such a VW fanboy. It's fan too easy. <laughs> Don't no, tell them just... that I have a VW hoodie on right now. Yeah. <laughs> he really this is, is wearing this one. This is true. It. Verified. And this he told me he could come over. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it implies it. So it doesn't. Um, uh, Axel Jor asks, uh, did Jason have an Alpha GTV? I thought I heard that somewhere. No, I almost bought one last year at Monterey, um, and I've come close many, many, many times, but never pulled pulled the trigger. Have you driven one? Yeah, I don't think any of us still have driven one. Yeah. Nope. They are pretty magical. Yeah. Um, so the the for me, it's a Goldilocks situation. So the 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 early step nose ones were gorgeous, and that sixteen hundred motor was to die for. I mean, just revs all day, happy, smooth, and it was almost as fast as the two liter in the GTV. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two liter in the, in the later GTVs, 
I think the front end was prettier. Um, the dash wasn't as pretty in, on the inside of the car, but that motor just didn't rev. It was like mm. all kind of over at 5,500 mm. and you can cam it and you can do other stuff to it. But out of the box, actually, the 1750 is the best one. Okay. And those are the cheapest one. I don't understand why, but they have the early front end with this gorgeous, like it's a different, totally different dashboard than the other cars. It's like waterfall looking dash. Um, and the motor, it's all the revs of the 1600 with all the torque of the two liter. Mm. Wow. Um, and that's kind of the one I'm always looking for. Like, if I see a nice 1750, um, I'll How does it. it compare to a 2002 driving-wise? Um, yeah. It's been a long time since I've driven an 02. Mm. Way better steering is the mm. first thing I could say. I don't remember the... the are they rack and pinion? Oh, my God. I don't know. Because, yeah, 2002s are, are, are a box. steering box, yeah. Um, hold on. Why do I not know this? This is upsetting me. Mm. <laughs> I think it's a rack. I'm trying to remember, yeah, because I know that somebody was, because this buddy of ours, he actually holds uh, the Berkeley Cars and Coffee, and he has a DTV and a lot of alphas show up there. Mm-hmm. And some dude was walking around, like, pointing out something with the steering situation. Cause oh, yeah, he has a rusted out, like, support. Because the, the box or the out, rack. Apparently that section always rusts breaks, out, yeah. so I can't remember. But anyways, it's a box. It's, it's is a it a box? box? Yeah, I don't box. think it's a yeah. rack opinion, but it's just, it was, I remember the steering's really good. Mm. O2s are really well balanced. Mm. Um but the alphas just were always more fun. Mm. Yeah, we actually just talked about this uh, last time we met because we had our cars and coffee last weekend, and um, we we're talking about swapping keys because he has a pretty well sorted GTV, and he's never driven a 2002. I've never driven an alpha, so we oh, do a little drive. Yeah. I remember but, he was uh, his those engines. I mean, they they really zing compared to like 2002. And they thing, sound too. great. The two liter is kind of like an O2, where it's you know it's all this all uh, okay, this mid range, yeah, mid range, and it sounds really good. The, the best part about the two the alpha two liter is how they, they yeah sound, the, the, the dual overhead cam nice is nice. Yeah, the 2002s are you know, single overhead cam kind of basic sounding unless you carb them and open them up. But, right, and then, but the yeah. those M10s are in the M10s are indestructible, so that's yeah. the big benefit of O2s. Like you can't kill the motors; mm. they run forever. They're happy. They're easy. Um, but I, the alphas are a little tighter, um, but they break constantly. I mean, they're just yeah. especially with the speaker injection. I hear. If you, yeah, apparently if you get the speaker right, like it's magic. And I've driven a couple speaker cars that are like, I'm like wow, these carbs are dialed in perfect. And the owner's like, uh, no, this is actually a speaker. I'm like, oh yeah, no, you just put mega squirt on it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. They start, they idle, they do everything right. But apparently when it works, hmm. it's like incredible. Huh. You just got to find the guy. You just got to find the one guy yeah. left in the world. Uh, Travis Skelton, what 80s or 90s slang word would you use to describe someone who attends Radwood? but does not dress up in period-correct clothes. Mm. He said, would you cats use? <laughs> yeah, cats important. is key. Yeah. Are you dressing up, by the way? I hadn't thought about it. You Apparently, have to. I'm going to. I'm going to be up. like a rad loser or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So what do rad we call loser. them? Loser. A loser. A <laughs> loser. loser. <Yeah>. Capital L. <laughs> uh, what? Barney's. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's so Barney. You don't even know he's Cooks? Barney. I like Kooks is good. Those are all good. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What are some 80, 80 slang? Dweeb. Spazoid. Dweeb. Dweeb. Spazoid. Spaz. Spaz. Uh, I don't know. What was that? Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby? Wasn't that like, <laughs> was that just a New York thing or was that like, I've never heard that. That's a New York thing. Strung together in one sentence word before. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What did she say? The dweebs, the buttheads, the dorks, they all adore him. I think he's a righteous so the, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's not a righteous dude if, if he's showing up. Unrighteous. Right. Oh, no, unrighteous. 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 Uh, Otto Kennel. For the Coastal Range Rally, I'm open to helping organize a drive from SoCal, leaving on Thursday to Carmel, unless someone else has something planned. Um, he's suggesting a little drive up, maybe some lunch. So 
Auto Kennel, I think you should do that. Yeah, hit up Paul at Auto Kennel. Yeah. He was asking for suggestions on roads. Super easy. Highway 1 all the way. <laughs> that's, that's, that's easy as no, it you just stick to 101. Don't try to don't get too fancy. He wants to get fancy. I know. He's going to go on roads that we're going to use. Um, throttle by cable. When will cars be too fast? 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds is literally nauseating. Will we ever get to a point where they say, calm down? There, we're, we're way past that. Cars are way, way yep. too fast. All the stuff that I, every, just about every video I did in the last two years from Motor Trend, I fucking hated the car because it was too fast. Yeah. They're just all, I mean, a Prius can get literally thrown in jail in 21 seconds. Come like on. a new Camry is right. fucking fast compared to our old car. is mm. 7.6 to 60. I mean, it's just everything is way too fast. Mm. Um, yeah. And we don't use it. And that's the joke. If the pace that we were allowed to drive um, had had increased in lockstep with how much faster the cars had gotten, and if people would actually accelerate at a rate that was in lockstep with how much faster these cars could go, I'd, I'd be all for it. But all these people buy these four or 500 horsepower cars, mm. and then there I am in my e-golf. Yeah, spinning yeah. tires around them. Um, like why? It's it's just it's dumb at this point. The the cars are too fast and they're too numb and they're too isolation chambery. Agree. Detached. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a funny one. Uh, K menace, buddy Kevin. Does anyone else always try to turn off your blinker in rhythm while it's off so it doesn't do like a half blink? Ooh. You're crazy, Kevin. <laughs> no, I, friends totally, art. I totally feel that. You really? Feel it? Yeah. Yeah. You of all people. You don't even have taillights on your car. <laughs> <laughs> there is medication the thing, for the thing, OCD. I think, <laughs> and you stop it right up. There's an automotive OCD. No, you guys, you guys you just do an American old American car thing. Yeah, ding, ding. yeah, he ding, has an ding, old ding. Buick. Okay. Buick. As opposed to like Buick the Mercedes guy. drivers in the group who be... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 64 Buick is uh, a yeah. Dude, the, 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 uh, who thinks called? of this? But the this switch is so good on the. But it doesn't Buick affect though? the fucking light. I'm mean, like, it you does guys, your wiper. You guys get OCD as well. So but you have talked about it uh, when you're changing lanes and you try to go without. Oh, everyone a does lane that. Change. Everyone does is that, that not OCD? You try to get a perfect. That's anything. fun. Everyone can change what to never had a have a tire hit. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. Everyone does that. I mean, this is the same thing. No, that's normal shit. No, that's like a fun little game you play yourself. You're crazy. I'm not going to no, disagree beyond, with that. That's beyond crazy. That <laughs> is actual diagnosable yes. DSM-5. Well, diagnosable at least I know that Kevin Menace is there with me. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. It's not like your wiper where you're not going to turn it off when it's up on the uh, window. It stops yeah. on its own. I know. Yeah, Sometimes well, they do. There's, there's been a conversation. Yeah, I got that. into it a while back because like, one of my biggest freaking pet peeves is when people <laughs> leave the wipers on after it stops raining. That drives me insane. That, would, that drives yes. me insane. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't handle. You guys... Uh, I think people with no lights on black. with their wipers on or people with no lights on at all. The, the current epidemic that's killing everyone. Oh, yeah. cars. Everyone driving around with with like, like five the, million candle power worth of dashboard lights illuminating their face and their phone on their fucking brains. <laughs> yeah. And they, yet they don't notice that they can't see a goddamn thing outside the car because they don't have a single light bulb on. Yeah. What? Looking at their phone. Right. <laughs> that's also it's because yeah, that doesn't happen, right? Because now the, it's all done automatically. All yeah, the cars do it for if you. you go to valet a car, which, by the way, you should never, ever, ever do. Or someone accidentally turns off your headlights uh, mostly right. like the Toyota products you example. have to turn it to auto for that yeah. to work yes. right yeah. and then Toyota stuff and some other car companies not only will the dashboard the, the gauges in front of you illuminate but all of the dashboard will illuminate automatically and dim so you have no way the only way of knowing that your headlights are not on is you're missing a little green indicator light huh. um, otherwise huh. you have no idea 
Um, I wrote a column on that when I was at, at Road and Track because I, I was always like, fuck these people. <laughs> yeah. And then I drove across an entire town, the entire town of Ann Arbor, <laughs> Michigan, with three of my coworkers, Sam Smith, actual car guy, John Cruson, and like and Josh Conant. Four of us, four senior editors at Road and Track across an entire town and going, God, the color temperature of these headlights sucks. They're like bluish. They were DRLs. They were well, yeah, well, part of that is that the daytime running lights are yeah. getting more powerful, probably. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like can almost be there. And we, were like, and well, we grew up in a period where it's like sometimes headlights do suck. So And you know. and they were they looked like headlights. We, we all yeah. commented that the beam pattern was, was a little bit less than perfectly defined. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we pulled into a parking spot up against a glass window at this restaurant that I'm like, holy fuck. Uh, I'm there's one like of those two lights people. on the front of the car and nothing else. Like, we're lucky we're not dead. And then I realized it's not the people's fault i mean yes it's all their fault it is but it's but it's also the car companies there needs to be regulation to fix that for sure and on that note that's a podcast that's it end on me going on some rant yes yeah that's the perfect it's a good thursday ending closing (laughs) fuck you car companies yeah stupid everyone it's been great (laughs) thanks for joining us thank you for having me hey why don't you spend the night and uh we'll see you on sunday party okay (laughs) see ya bye Like mafia type situation. Mafia type. I don't think he uses those exact words. <laughs> we all know that's exactly what they meant. Well, everybody says mafia like. I mean, yeah. you can tell the car that they drew in the little picture was like. <laughs> you got a, it's about a little bit of a fucking mafia. You need to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Mafia or similar. <laughs> yeah. I got in a mafia situation. I don't know. Mafia type experience. Yeah, exactly. It's a Cadillac that's all low in the rear suspension. Exactly. Something in the trunk.